When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Back to the Challenge Global World Championships wrap up podcast for episode 10. I am Brian Stone. With me, as always, is my co host, Alice. How are you? I'm doing great. I feel like we got our warm up set. We a little chatty tonight before the mm-hmm. pod. So I feel like we're just continuing the conversation. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. I thought another good episode that Jordan and Tori did their absolute best to torpedo. But uh, for the most part, a pretty, pretty strong episode. Can I say something controversially at Brave? Of course. Because I saw a lot of like immediate, like Wednesday morning, like the show just became mm-hmm. available. Malagori is on Twitter. Other people are on Twitter, like not happy with Tori and Jordan. Can Jordan yep. and Tori just pair up and get eliminated, whatever. So I'm like, ooh, what's this going to be about? It was yep. like a nice, it was a non-spoilery, but like appetizer to like watching. So then when I watch, I... I what else would have happened this episode if not for fake grandstanding drama about throwing yourself in possibly like I want we'll critique the actual like insane like I'm not I'm not insane they're insane but like I do think it sort of saves us from like having nothing to talk about today I mean it would have been interesting to see them make a decision like Tori make a decision theoretically between 
Jordan and Casey. Um, I think one of the biggest things that comes out of this is I kind of feel like I have to give a little bit of an apology to Danny because now I kind of understand what his fear was all along with wanting to get out either Jordan or Casey. I don't know if he saw the tea leaves coming that Tori might do something like throw themselves in, but I, I feel like I have to give him a little bit of a, an apology for me thinking like him going after Tori's number one was stupid because actually it almost cost them dearly. Well, it, it's like, it, it was, so taking that one step at a time, like, would it have been interesting to see Tori decide? There mm-hmm. is no decision, right? Like, I know Jordan and Tori are not together, but even if Nani and Casey, God forbid, broke up, but Casey is there. Like, everybody knows that Casey is truly Tori's number two. I don't really think, like, if push comes to shove, that's not a decision. And then we can talk about the Jordan's intervention. But what I want to be charitable to Tori and Jordan because I think Tori is just like a really good person on the challenge that has caught some tough breaks, like being cast with her ex-fiance on a show. And of course, that becomes like her whole narrative. Mm-hmm. And this edit and, and she's doing it and she's saying the things it's not great. I do think if it like wasn't Tori and Jordan, this story could have been told very differently in like what a masterful plan executed by Jordan to like make a one week deal with yes. And Emily go to stalemate knowing that like Casey's going to get thrown in or like it just, the story being told that like all of these people are really going to throw themselves in when I don't think they were going to like makes them look like a real drain on the season versus the focus being on what ends up actually happening. And that gets yada yada in like two seconds. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like the producers had to know by diving into this art thing. It really does torpedo a lot of any sort of like ability that Jordan could have had at all this season. I don't think he was at really at all. I'm like, well, I thought it was like a pretty tame version of himself, but this, this episode was like a good reminder of the bad side (laughs) of Jordan. Why he can't be like such a beloved figure, not to, on top of all the other stuff he's done, but he just is such, he's just such a dick sometimes that it's just impossible to truly like him always. Cause he's just so over the top condescending to people when you least want him to be. And this was a prime example of it with Taz who did nothing to deserve the treatment that he kept giving her. But is that why Jordan is a good person on the show? Like I, I don't think anybody stumps for Jordan full time as like he's so likable and I don't think they want him to be likable like I think this is the exact edit the ideal edit he's like intended to get that he has this like deep complicated love for Tori and also this like toxic sense of competition and is willing to stomp on anyone for the glorification of his massive ego to quote Seinfeld so like I think this is like if you I, it wouldn't be the episode I'd submit. It's probably the episode they clip that they show again. Like <laughs> every time they show Jordan flipping over the tiles in uh, Free Agents and Angel Gets Its Wings. But like, this is a great episode to sort of explain the complicated relationship I think you're supposed to as a viewer have with Jordan. Yeah. I just think, I, I think the biggest thing is just, we just invested so much in Jordan and Tori for so long on, on Challenge 38 that I, I felt like when we reached the end of that season, like we should just be, I know it can't be done with like their relationship. Obviously they're still going to have their history whenever they're on a show, but I, I just wanted the show to like cleanse itself of this dynamic and to see it so heavily influence this episode where if this was Jordan stumping for 
like I'm like one of like a close friend, like some other like a, a guy that he's just like was like his best friend. I, I don't even know who Jordan's like best guy friend is, is at this point anymore. But if it was something for him, like at least it's something different. I just feel like we've been down this road so much with with Jordan and Dory, and to do it again, it just felt like oh my god, just like these two just go away and let freaking Danny and Kaz be paired together so we could just have <laughs> something like interesting. I mean that's fair. I think I seem to have a longer rope for Tori and Jordan if only because I don't view it any differently than any of the other sort of ride or die relationships um and and I totally get it like I'm I'm surprised that I have more bandwidth for this mm-hmm. but like like we've been saying all season and I agree this is like more of a check in Danny's column of like logic where it's like if at the point where you're willing to throw yourself in I think normally we love that. Not we like the collective audience of any show. Like you want to go to rocks for your Alliance. That's crazy. That's cool. TV. You want to like go in before you put your friend in because you think you have a better chance to win or cause you owe them one or cause of last season or whatever. Like that can be, we will ridicule you, but like that can be fun. That can be interesting to watch. What makes this maybe lose it like lose me a little bit it's not just the jordan tory it's that like you're saying with danny like tory's what makes someone going to rocks cool or what even makes like an amanda zach like stalemate where they end up going in interesting to watch is like Mm -hmm. the person might consider themselves otherwise in jeopardy if they don't make this move so yes i'm going to rocks i'm putting myself in direct jeopardy but in two weeks, I might get voted out if I don't go to Rocks now because I have to save my alliance. It's not just a favor to my friend. It's also better in my game. Here, Tori is the safest person in the house, as Danny accurately says. Mm-hmm. And she will be saved by her relationships with Danny. And she really should just fall on the sword because that's the way the end of the game shook out. Her team didn't win. Her team's in jeopardy, like her alliance. And therefore, she can't do anything. And the fact that she's still trying to, she's willing to put herself in jeopardy despite her safety, basically safe walk to the final. That is confusing to me, but not yeah. as confusing as how I just explained it. So no, sorry, I, no, it's, it's, it's totally accurate. I, I totally agree. It's it, it was some of those other moments where you see people like with Amanda, like bringing down Zach or even, like it, you could understand like for them personally, it matters. And you're not bringing down an innocent bystander like taking Kaz down or taking Danny down is them just being unfortunately paired with you at that moment when you're doing it when Jordan doing it is on his own that's fine when Amanda's doing it it's because Zach is bringing her down with her like you have to, if, if Danny and Kaz went out like this that would have just been so horrible for them because they like they weren't trying to go into elimination they did nothing wrong to go into elimination it's just their partners couldn't you know make sort of any sort of decision so that would have been the more frustrating outcome what do you make of Danny's like she's all bark and no bite? She is saying that because she knows I'll never allow it. Like, what would have happened if Tori was like, I'm nominating myself and Danny doesn't agree? Like, how do you think that gets handled? I, I think it goes, I mean, the only way they absolutely would have gone in is if everyone else voted for them. I think with this stalemate rule, it, it kind of takes the pressure off almost a little bit for the voting because if they can't form any sort of decision. Uh, they know it's it's not going to happen. So unless unless Tori actually rallied up everyone to do it, 
um, it, it, it wasn't going to happen. And, and not only just get them voted in, but then also have uh, Emily and Yes follow through and vote them in as well. So I, it, they, I, it, it probably was like a, I think she was genuine. Like she didn't want to say Jordan or, or Casey. So she would have thrown herself in, but I, it did feel like, I don't know how it would have played out to get her to go in. I wish we could walk back what I think like the gold skull twist may be partly responsible for of sort of this like new era. And it's not new era because these aren't new era players, but like this overwhelming, like if you, if you avoid elimination, then you haven't earned your spot in the final. And like Tori's whole philosophy that seems to be like from the Jordan school of thought Mm -hmm. of like, I'm coasting. I haven't contributed for my alliance. I'm in this position I don't deserve. Well, like, no, Danny picked you because you're a reputation. Like, you could walk it back to all these things. Like, what is deserving your friendships right. and your alliances, your relationships? But anyway, um, like, it's a completely valid game to rely on the relationships and allies that you've built and your partner has built. And you don't need to go into an elimination to deserve the title of global champion. And that part also like was infuriating that Jordan and Tori were spouting that nonsense. Yeah, especially from people like Jordan and Tori. Like as much as I disagree with it, if you're like a newcomer coming in, I'm sure there is some sense of wanting to like prove yourself to the crowd and feel like you do belong to be there just from a, your own self-worth status. But what did Tori and Jordan have to prove to anyone? Tori literally just won. Jordan's won multiple times. Who are you proving to that you could just win like a random elimination at this moment in time? Like there's there's nothing to prove there. If it's someone new, like I, I disagree with it, but at least I can somewhat rationalize it of where they're coming from. But Tori just won the freaking show. Like what does she have to prove by going into an elimination here? No, it's a great point. Like I, I, I keep like, I almost need to listen to Tori explain this. Cause again, like I don't think this was ever, I agree that the sentiment might have been genuine and maybe like the thought crossed her mind, but I think Jordan and Tori both knew they were never going in. Like, I have to believe that even if I'm dumb. Yeah. I mean, it's almost the, the problem is with like the, the fact that you have to vote in two teams and get the other one voted in. Yeah. It does create like an, an easy out, a cop out basically of, all right, well, if we're going to all pretend to vote for each other, then no one has to make a decision. Um. And it's still like, I'm still like, where is this close friendship with Casey and Tori that makes her even in the conversation with Jordan? It's like, Mm -hmm. is it truly just the money from last season? (laughs) The vacation alliance is, uh, you know, they got to cover their all-inclusive resorts at the next place. Um, But Casey's reaction to all of this, like when Jordan pitches it to her and she's like, yeah, okay, like Jordan would definitely give up his game for Tori, but like for me, uh, I think Casey like had again another great episode, and we've talked about this uh, before, but I feel like we haven't read this in a little while. Um, Meg said, "Is this Casey's best season, enjoyability and visibility wise? Why haven't they been showing her like this on the challenge proper?" I mean, I think I think without Nani, you know, she has to maneuver around the house more. She has to be in different conversations. She's in, you know, she was involved in a little bit of. Uh, drama situation of switching partners like she's been involved in more stuff than she typically is so I think we're seeing it a little bit more I mean Casey's always been like that very like even keeled like able to think things through pretty good reading of people having good conversations and she's kind of just been 
more forced to do it just because she doesn't have like her comfort in Nani. But let's also acknowledge like you had a drinking game rule on the board that was anytime Casey has a confessional that's not just explaining mm-hmm. the challenge. And <laughs> that didn't get hits often. So like I think they're also just showing a lot more of it. And it's it's like an, a good argument to be made. Maybe it is. Like, as I was going to say, a lot of time, like, this social player, like a Casey, doesn't get a good edit because, like, how do you kind of show that? It's not just a challenge problem. It's survivor problems, big brother problems. Like, how do you show someone who just advances because they're really likable and good socially on television? But I think her confessionals, her interactions with her partner and their, like, dual confessionals, I think it's a, it's the a case that she should be shown more. I mean, I, I have to mm-hmm. assume if they had it, they'd show it, but like uh, suddenly they have good material from her and they haven't in the last five seasons. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's somehow getting more comfortable on camera. I know she's been doing this for so long, but like, obviously, like I said, she was doing it with Nani. She did it with her brother. Like she had other stuff. Go- like maybe she's like f- finally settling into herself, her personality on the show. I don't know. Uh, but she she is bringing more to it than than before. That's definitely for sure. Um, taking a quick step back, uh, this isn't worth noting, but here I am noting it. Since when did we know that Kelly and Tristan were Kiki and Darrell's favorite team in the house? <laughs> Since when? No, I don't know. Um, I think the last couple of weeks, I guess. I feel like they've they've been forming they they formed a, a decent bond there, but yeah. I don't think it's really mattered because each of them keep losing. So yeah, okay, um, but it, it's not a surprise to anyone that we get this like narration of Sarah and Danny having no intention to follow through on the deal with Tori and Jordan, and they end up not having to do it right because yes, and um, Emily win, but perfectly it's, it's timed just... swimming challenge, perfectly yeah. timed. But yeah, well, no, but see, I was like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oil, no, no, but I did have the thought that's like. If anyone thinks these challenges are set up and, or, or ordered, whatever, like production doesn't, I would imagine, doesn't want Yes and Emily to win right. because they want to see how Sarah and Danny default Absolutely. on this and that blow yeah. up. Yeah, no, but it, uh, was, it was just like, like if Emily could draw up a, a challenge, they could be like, oh, could we all just like swim a lot and like have everyone get super tired? That would be great. Can we do that, please? I know. Yes and Emily didn't win the last swimming challenge, but I think they were actually buoyed, pun intended. Um, by yes, being tied to her directly, right? She'd have to go back out and drag him with her feet, <laughs> like, which I feel like is kind of dangerous in water. Like, I feel like if you're struggling to swim, I feel like having someone like swim you while you're like flopping around is not like the safest thing. I feel like that's like kind of dangerous. Yeah, I mean, you could be challenged medical. Like, yeah. <laughs> from, you don't want anyone basically- medically separated underwater. That's that's not great. <laughs> Baselessly, I just have to believe it would never even get to that. Like by the time somebody's remotely struggling, they tap out, or you see like Cass mm-hmm. grab her life vest, like self-administered. Like oh, I'm a little tired. You can go uh, me now. You can come save me now. There's probably an argument to be made that everybody should mandatory be wearing the life vest. But right. At least I, I would definitely. Do. I was surprised they were even giving Kiki like an asthma inhaler. Like that's a big step up. I feel like normally they just would let her like just flounder out there and be met back. you have severe asthma <laughs> and we're going to withhold your medication until you flop around um but it's interesting right because in a show like survivor where yes you may be playing to come back at some point if you come back 
you're very rarely going to be playing with a lot of people from your season, like whatever. These, if Sarah comes back to the challenge, like she will be playing with all of the same people or not all of it, but a lot of the same people, mm-hmm. certainly Jordan and Tori are in the conversation of definite people who would be there. And I'm glad she's not lying to the camera, right? Like Rob always says, like, don't lie to me, lie on the show. I like that we're getting a confessional from Sarah being like, okay, obviously I need yes and Emily to win because I have no intention of honoring this deal. Mm-hmm. But like the damage, that's just as damaging as doing it. Like not, maybe not just as, but if that's a 10 out of 10 betrayal, going home and watching it is like a six out of 10 betrayal. Interesting. Do you think, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think it's, I think it's much lower than that. I think not doing it on the show. I don't think, months later watching it back would have nearly the impact of actually having to back out in the moment. I feel like if you watch that, some people, I feel like some of these people might not even have watched the show, honestly, that they, I feel like by the time they were playing with Casey, uh, uh, Oh my God. What the heck's her name? Sarah again. It's completely forgotten about. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, it's a good point that these people don't actually watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) We know the reunion hosts certainly don't. So, Show her some of the cast on too. Speaking of not watching the show, mm. did Emily see the same thing we saw? Because when Emily did her little recap justification of why she's going to target Troy, and I loved Casey and Troy's uh, like drop the BS confessional before they end up going into an elimination about like, yeah, yeah, it's not because I sent a warning shot to her. Like, I was very frustrated with Emily's justification this episode. She should just say, I've become closer with the U.S. and so sorry to Troy. Not like, Troy deserves my betrayal. She's been telegraphing this since episode one that she was going to clip them before they clip her. And when she's going through all of everything that happened and why Kiki and Troy turned against her and betrayed her, I was like, did you forget when you and Grant were on here and you were totally ignoring them and you were fine with Kiki going to an elimination. Like, do we watch the same show? Yeah, they were tossing up Kiki as like the sacrificial lamb. I think, I think week one. So yes. the, the lines were drawn from there on. Yeah, I was very, very frustrated with like the retroactive justification. Just say you didn't build a relationship with him. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I like you don't need to like be the hero of the story. Right. At this point in the, in the season, just because you're from the same country, like, you're right. You should be able to s- split apart, work with different people. That's, I feel like, what the show is, uh, sub, you know, based on. And we don't see like Kiki and Troy trying to band together and get Emily on no. their side. Like we do see the work Sarah and Danny are putting into that relationship. And Troy's now with Casey, who's working with the teams whose closest allies are trying to get Emily and Yes out. So like, you're, yeah. Like I don't need the morality behind it. Like it's good strategy to send them in. Yeah, they've both they've all been kind of plotting the uh, the Australians uh, at each other. So this is not some uh, big big moment here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello. all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. We, we already talked about the Sweden challenge. Um, but any other thoughts on like the actual, I was going to say a word that didn't make sense here. So I'll just say no, nothing. No, just, I mean, Jordan grabbed the wrong piece. Obviously, if, you know, if that was Kaz or Nisa, God forbid, Jordan, you know, might be institutionalized right now. So, you know, <laughs> he made the mistake. He owned up to it, but like, he, I mean, there's nothing not to own up to. It's not like he could pass the buck to someone, but it would have been, as Kaz notes, a very different story if she made the mistake. Um, crazy that he thought the rel would just be like, oh yeah, I'll grab one of your pieces because you grab one of mine. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, it, it was sort of like Jordan was trying to play it off as like a courtesy, like, oh, we already grabbed your piece from there. Uh, like, you know, it's like, no, absolutely not. It was giving right. Albert drop your stack. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun. I thought it was like impressive again, like in terms of like showing Jordan's faults. Like this being sort of like a, a perfect encapsulation of Jordan, like being a jerk, agreeing with Cass that he would have like pushed her in the pool, quote unquote, if she yep. had made a mistake, agreed with you, it would have been way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a feat of athleticism, a display of athleticism from Jordan. He stays with Emily the whole time. Right. I mean, if they didn't have to do that extra lap, they would have been right there with them. They were already right there with them, even with the extra lap, which is incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like anticipates, like, I know this is going to be how many ca- triangles are uh, make up the whole. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like really just like kind of showing his chops here. Yep. And it's not enough. Even yep. even the best competitor makes a mistake and it's game ending. Yeah, I like the uh, extra twist of like you only get a certain number of guesses. I thought that was a good thing to add. All those right to be like, it's 13, it's 12, it's 11, it's 14. Like that was good that they uh, thought I had at least added that. That added uh, an extra layer of drama to the, the, to the puzzle guessing. I totally agree. Also, I like how it was like the baby version. It was like the puzzle junior of Survivor. Right. It was <laughs> kind of there all day if it was like, the same. Like this was basically you had to do like the brawn and the brain of like that's like the first part was basically what they had to do and then the second part is also what they had to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like this challenge. They did definitely show us like people getting back out of order. It's like mm-hmm. people were back with like their third piece before someone was back with one. I feel like they showed Kiki using the inhaler and then they showed her calling for the inhaler and the same angle. Like mm-hmm. I was a little like, all right, this is a little jumbled. I'm not really. I don't think it's like accurately telling us who's in the lead and who's not. Yeah. Um, refreshing yeah, to yes, have them all. Wrong. Refreshing to have them all go at once. I feel like we haven't had one of these in a little bit, with a lot of different stages and heats. So it's nice to just have a, a, a clear resolution as to who is going to win. That was that was nice. Yeah, but then we still have week. six heats. <laughs> like, right, <laughs> but they, I feel like once we got the win, um, they kind of yada yada the rest of it down to the end. Agreed. I, I did feel like Daryl and Kiki were going to lose the whole time, but I was rooting for them. Like, 
even though this, I think, is the most interesting outcome, or I hope this would be the most interesting outcome that like Darrell and Kiki are automatically in, so you can't nominate them. And yes, and yes, and Emily win. So like now you have to see like you're saying choices be made, but like they kind of avoided that. But I was sad yeah. for Kiki and Darrell. I've been rooting for them. I mean, really, the more yeah, the more exciting for the viewer would have been S and Emily not winning, right? Because then it would have been interesting to see if Sarah backed out or how she got out of it. Was it a full betrayal? Like that would have been probably the best outcome that we could have seen of Sarah not winning, not losing and Emily and yes, not winning and not losing and all of them having to kind of decide. Yeah. And I guess whoever wins, then it would just be a pawn team. Like last week, I was just thinking like when they take the like goat, I don't mean greatest of all time, like the goat team uh, that you could just keep voting in out of it. Yeah. Then who do you send in? Um, TJ gave a kind of confusing closing remark here. You ended up losing, but you definitely got it done. I think like by definition, they did not get it right. done, which is why yeah. they lost. <laughs> that is correct. If they got it done, they wouldn't have finished last. I meant to ask her, I was thinking of this today while I was watching it. Do you think that the other hosts from the other countries are going to be at the final? That's a good question. I, I was going to say I think so, but... Probably not. Like they really haven't been there since the premiere, other than when TJ got the the Hall of Fame induction. So, unless they're flying the back, there's no way they've just been hanging out there this whole time. So, I, I would say probably not. Yeah, I I totally agree. I was like, I think they probably should be there, but again, they're not housing them this whole time. And then it's like, how much? It's probably yeah. an expensive flight to get them out there. I mean, I kind of I'm surprised they really haven't been. I thought they would be here all season. I thought that it was going to be all of them hosting doing different things or at least a couple of them at the daily a couple of them at the, at the elimination. I was, I'm very surprised at how little all the other hosts have, have been used. Maybe they didn't want to pay them all together, but I, I it's very surprising about how they like talked up all the hosts. I feel like being a part of the show and they just like, haven't been. I agree. I wish we saw them a little bit more, maybe especially like on a one-off basis, like, you know, like TJ's wife came for something like, you know, they're at L- an elimination. One of them is at an elimination. One of them is at the challenge. One of them is at, because I was a little bit wary when I thought there were going to be four hosts. Cause I was like, this show does not require four hosts. Right. Um, no show and does, I think it, really. <laughs> yeah. And it diminishes TJ's position a little bit. It's like, he's the host of the American, the U S challenge This is the U S challenge. Like, that's probably not a global opinion, but like that was sort of my little like, I don't mm-hmm. like change opinion, but it has been weird that they're not there at all. Um, it'd be nice if they were there for the final. Yeah. We'll see. Wouldn't, Maybe they will be. Maybe they'll, be. they'll be each in the different checkpoints or something. Um, but we, t- we talked about sort of these decisions already, but Kyle says, how do y'all feel about Jordan and Tori competing to throw themselves in to save each other? To me, I wonder if they're taking lists less seriously than a regular MTV show and so are more willing to throw themselves in. At least for Jordan, definitely not. Because as he says, he's done this before. And I feel like he he is the type of person that would do this in the moment. And I don't think so for Tori. I think they're both just like genuinely didn't want to go against their friends. I mean, Tori made that very clear in in an earlier episode. where She was like, if you're going to portray someone you're close with, you have to have a very good reason to do so because it could really damage your positioning in the future. and. I don't think she wants to force a decision with Casey and, and Jordan because she wants to have each of them still very much with her uh, the next time one of them is on and the other one isn't. So I, I think they were both genuine. It is a little bit interesting, too, because like we know that they've just come off of sort of the reconciliation where like 
They didn't talk or see each other for like two years or whatever it was. Then they were like in the house. It was contentious. They were trying to look out for each other, but Jordan had this thing with Norris and like there was like constant problems. And then they sort of left that season in a better place in the best place they've been in since they Mm -hmm. broke up. And like, now this is the immediate next step. So like, will it be like this the rest of their challenge careers? Maybe, maybe not. Like maybe this is just sort of like proof of concept of their new friendship. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting if and when Jordan actually, if he is like, has a real number one, because I think Tori could have like, obviously she has a couple of other people that should be like her number one. So I think if push comes to shove and Jordan's now like, like if Jordan still had Naya in the game, I think that would at least create more of an intrigue where she, he would have someone that he probably, I don't even know if would definitely, I don't know how, I mean, like I said, that would be an interesting decision to see how he would handle that. Like if he had to choose between Naya and Tori. So I think that's like the, the layer we need next, not just them looking out for each other and, you know, being buddy, buddy. We need like, actual key decision making to happen well here's the thing while i believe i agree with you that that tori's motivation is coming from like an emotional heartfelt place before jordan even said it himself when he was having this conversation with kaz i was like oh jordan or or first he has a conversation with casey then later kaz if you could call that a conversation with kaz you're right (laughs) jordan does not want to protect tori from making a quote difficult decision Jordan wants to protect himself from being at the mercy of anyone else. So in this case, Emily and yes, deciding to throw him in. So he wants to take the power from anybody else. He does not like to be controlled. He wants the power for himself. And the only way to do that is to throw yourself in and not be just like they were probably, they may have been voted in anyway. And then later, even with the stalemate, it's like, I'm going to make this ridiculous deal where I promise not to win next week. If you don't put me in now and then I force a stalemate and then the only other option is Casey. So now I've tied your hands and Sarah doesn't get to decide and Danny doesn't get to decide and Emily doesn't get to decide. Yeah, that's really always been Jordan's what of probably his biggest fatal flaw is like his ego, his like self-worth, his needing to be in control of everything like that's like sometimes be him being in control is really good because he knows how to do things but sometimes it's very bad and torpedoes everyone around him so that's that's you know jordan's achilles heel like if jordan was in tori's position and he was sarah's partner and like they were not in jeopardy of being thrown in i don't even think we see jordan consider talking about going in himself because he's put Tori in all kinds of shitty situations. He right. put Tori in a shitty situation all season last season. Like, he's not trying to save her from anything difficult. Hey, he called her a terrorist. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's perfect. Jordan will use anything to justify. So I do mm-hmm. think if he were in this situation with Nia and Tori, like, he would have found a foot fault somebody made and said, well, now you force my hand and I have to make a move against you, like he did with Tori and Fessy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am surprised. Season. I'm surprised after all this, we didn't like we got a lot of Kaz being very upset with Jordan that he was threatening to do this. Like, how could you do this? All this stuff, very justifiably so, obviously. But I was surprised we didn't really get a confessional from her after the fact of whatever, like the deal, or did she like get through to him? Like, I was waiting for uh, a relieved or anything confessional. I just feel like we didn't like see it. There was a big gap between the attitude we were getting from Jordan and then 
him telling us, I've now decided Kaz is the only thing that matters and yeah. I have to focus on my team. But he doesn't even do that because I feel like Jordan's a man of his word. And if he committed to losing the next challenge, then he will not win the next challenge. Or am I being naive? No, I, 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 I'm with you. I don't think we're going to get the, key, this, the same scene that we saw from Sarah being like, oh, how am I going to get out of this one? I think Jordan's going to be like, crap, I have to do this. I'm a man of honor. So in what world is that? Like Emily, from what we saw, Emily and yes, wanted Troy. Well, actually not from what we saw. They had their pick of everyone and they chose Troy and Casey. But even without that deal, our understanding was that they wanted Troy and Casey. So they would have had the votes to put them up. You didn't need to make this one week deal to sacrifice yourself. So you're not prioritizing Cass no. by making that deal. And I don't think so. Cass was not like in that flashback. She wasn't in the room for that chat. Right? I like, think she, she was. It was, was the she? four of them on the steps. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't tell if she was uh, in there. I think so. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't no, I, bet I admit, my mediocre reputation on it, but. Right. But, well, Maybe in the same form that this week, they'll do a challenge where Jordan like is like, I mean, they already did this type of one where he's like in like a coffin box and it's up to Kaz to you know, <laughs> yeah. do everything. So he can't be like, oh, I, I wasn't involved. Kaz won. What do you want me to do? Type thing. Yeah, I think she was in the loop. Although, again, we start, I thought she was sort of in the loop last time, but like last week, but she says that like the deal she wasn't like looped in on the deal that ended up making it so that she had to put in Kellyanne and Tristan. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of crazy. I agree with you. I generally want to see more of Cass's take and how yeah. they got to that decision. Like, again, like I would have rather focused the episode focused on what happened with Jordan Cass getting to that deal with Emily and yes, then whether or not Tori and Jordan are going to fall on their sword for each other. Right. Yeah. That would have been a much more interesting storyline and like the real storyline because that's kind of like the resolution of what went down i would have loved to see that a little bit more um did you think at all um that when tj walks into the eliminations as i told you not to do a stalemate again that they were going to change the rules i i didn't know i feel like i uh, is it stupid to say that i feel like once the challenge is established a rule they don't back out on it is that stupid to say I just can't remember of an instance where they like declare this is the rule and then be like, actually, no, it's going to be something different this time. I mean, the only thing I can think of, like right off the top of my head, is like how sometimes you they bring somebody back and you stay, and sometimes you get eliminated, yeah. and sometimes like in the same season. But, but I think there's a lot of other extenuating circumstances with that. But like, in a, like a game rule, like I think they've they've done things where like people have assumed things and they've been like, ah, no, no, no. I think once they've like they never said like after a while, okay, red skulls actually don't mean you make the fun. Like I think once they set a game rule, they that's like just the rule. Yeah. I just thought the way I didn't think it was gonna happen until he said, like, I told you not to do this again. And so then I would have you're right that they said like now the stalemate rule has been activated. Right. If they had just kind of said, like, since you couldn't decide, now the person in power is gonna be like I'd have much more of a problem with what you're saying than if it was like now the person in power is going to decide. Well, I told you not to let it happen again, so now I decide. Or like right. now, like the person in power goes in, or like whatever. Because I do think this shouldn't be a fallback position that they just don't vote and they like game the system, knowing the person in power is going to decide. Like that, I think this 
we for all of the reasons we've already said all season, this format was a fail. And especially since the last second to last elimination is ending where they're not voting. Yeah. And I think it could have easily been fixed if it was just they just reverse it and they just did Big Brother style, right? Where the winner just has to pick two teams. There's no way to stalemate on picking two teams. Like the winner has to just pick two. And then the house votes from there. That way you're not going to have any sort of this type of situation. I guess you could tie on the vote theoretically, but at least there's there's something like people are it's they're voting actively. Yeah, or separating the pairs voting. I still think now they probably yeah. couldn't have anticipated how much dissension there would be among pairs. So right. fair enough to them. I wouldn't have expected it. No, I agree. Um, but so Tori and Casey are going to go in Aussie versus Aussie at the hands of an Aussie situation that Emily has been talking about in her confessional since episode one. Um, Kind of a lot to do here. Two two puzzles and two or t- two puzzles, a math problem, and mm-hmm. like a physical challenge. Yeah, very multifaceted stuff. You swing, swing, breaking a puzzle, putting back a puzzles, swinging through a, uh, another uh, wall. Very funny uh, when they tried to break it and <laughs> no one could get through. And they asked like DJ, <laughs> was this like tested? Um, but I guess it was supposed to not be easy, right? Otherwise, like that's kind of loses the purpose it should be hard to break through but it was very funny to see like troy and uh, casey and all of them just kind of like stuck right on the wall that was the most hysterical edit of like any elimination ever when it's like all this like swelling music it's like like guts. it was incredible edit it's the power of music right because obviously they're not supposed to break through the first time like that would make an incredibly stupid elimination so obviously there's supposed to be a struggle and if they like showed like played like a you know a triumphant music when they finally broke through like it's it's a totally different scene instead it's like you know josh can't lift the medicine ball throw it dodo music like it's just very very different about how they put the music on top of it no uh it sounds like you've been listening to on fire with jeff Rose. is that is this just come up because actually i've dropped off i can't listen to jeff anymore but no i haven't listened since i was on with rob actually but mm-hmm. no he did one on editing and they like talked about like the music cues versus neutral oh, music cues like whatever because uh, that was top of mind because i saw a tiktok about how like there's this uh, reality reality tv sound that was basically just created for reality tv where they can make based off like a head movement they can basically tell whatever story they want based off however sounds of like oh this person agrees with it or oh this person is very pissed just based off a sound not at all knowing what the person's actually thinking I recommend the podcast then if you're interested in that because they show like the editor comes on and and plays okay. three clips. It doesn't really work because they're visual, but like right. re-edits it from like a, the same like fact like someone finds an idol from mm. like someone finds it the way they show it. Someone finds it it's neutral and then like in reverse where like right. you don't know who found it and then whatever. It's interesting. Okay. I'll, 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 Jeff's like I'll, it's the same facts told differently. <laughs> I can already hear, yeah, I can already hear Pope's <laughs> commentary too. It's crazy. It's almost like people <laughs> can perceive things differently. Wow, <laughs> uh, that's the magic of edit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like this. I loved the element of like you knock down the puzzle and like however much you knock down, if you can like get kind of small and knock knock it down with more control, you have less to do. It didn't mm-hmm. really matter because. I do think they should have had to restack all of it. Like I was like annoyed yeah. that like Troy and Casey were able to get through after Troy left like so much, so many bricks out. But yeah, they go through with quickness and uh, yeah. win. I, I will say like there's another layer that could have made it even more fun where it's like the, the type of challenge where it's like every like minute 
like you have one person's doing the puzzle, one person's swinging, and it's like every minute the person gets to swing and knock over the puzzle, and you have to like do it until they knock it over. Like I feel like there was a, a much more fun way to do this one than just like slowly trying to knock your own pieces. I feel like trying to knock your opponent's pieces is a lot more interesting. Kind of like the not like a not so fast challenge, but like for puzzles. Okay, so. That's interesting. What if it was like, it's like some combination of like the Ben West elimination where if you like get an equation right, you can go like swing through your partner, your yeah. like other opponent's Something thing. Something like that. Yeah. Something like um, that. Like while the yeah, person's doing the puzzle and if the, uh, the other person does something, they can swing down and make them start over. Or like throw a ball, like a beanbag right. at it. Probably and like make that. less yeah. damage. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um. That's really it. Jerome, Kiki lose. They're gone. I think bump, like bump. it makes sense. Not a, I mean, it's a big loss. I really like Kiki mm-hmm. and obviously I love Darrell, but like they weren't winning this. So. No, okay. but they both brought a lot. Darrell, uh, the best cursing on the Paramount Plus version. Kiki, a great new addition. And I miss them both for sure. But not that long. It's only two weeks. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. The they pair definitely t- turned around for them or it's, it went yeah. pear shaped for them. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's something funny. We got a great comment from Emily from Iowa, and I want to read it, uh, if you'll indulge me here. Not a question, but but a story. My parents are in their 70s and have started watching the Challenge World Championships this season. It's their first challenge experience and found their way here because of their Survivor fandom, even though they didn't watch the CBS Challenge this summer. Much respect. I've been watching the Challenge since Battle of the Sexes, so it's been a wild journey to hear their commentary. They had a lot of questions about, quote, this bananas guy and, quote, what's wrong with Tori and, quote, did you ever notice that Jordan has something wrong with his hand? <laughs> I pointed my mom in your direction and she's listening to the podcast now. Smiley oh face. I'm not sure if learning about the challenge this late in life is something anyone needs, but it's fun. Disagree. They appreciate the challenges on the show over the current challenges on Survivor. Hot take. Obviously, I added my own little commentary, but thank you, Emily. And thanks to Emily's parents. Uh, if you're still listening, um, glad to glad to have mm-hmm. you. Please continue to write in your takes. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, love it. And is that a hot take? I feel like the challenge should have better challenges than Survivor. Well, you know me. I'm like a hater because I don't like when they like roll in the tanks right. and stuff like that. Like, I'd but rather it- watch a Survivor challenge. Who wants it more? Like right. a big obstacle course. But I, yes, you're right. It's probably not a hot take. It was just very funny that this course last week, or was it two weeks ago, when Survivor had the audacity to do a two scene challenge, and it's like, dude, come over to MTV. We do like four scene dailies. Like this is this is a child's play. Although we got to the elimination with just like ten minutes, and I was like very worried about a TBC here. Right. Yeah, because they, they probably could have um, given where we stand, especially when they're if they did like a quick thing next week before the final right after that. So um, it, 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 they could have stretched that if they wanted to give Darrell and Kiki one more episode. Speaking of stretch, let's stretch this podcast. We haven't done social media in a while, for this season, but people have written to us and let us know that Danny pops off on Twitter mm-hmm. every week. So is this Danny clearly, pop off corner? I don't want to suggest that this is like a spoiler for his attitude towards the season, but like, <laughs> He seems like it seems like the rift between him and Tori has not been healed. And I don't know if he's just re-emerging with like being upset watching it back. Like that can happen a lot where like everything's squashed, everyone's happy, and then you watch it and you're like, I forgot how much it's pissed me off. Right. 
So somebody wrote, a listener, a fan of his wrote, if you don't get voted in, why the hell would you volunteer to go to the elimination? Actually, this person didn't even tag Danny, just did a hashtag the world, the challenge world champ. I got to see if Danny follows this guy. It's like, how, how did you find, how did you find this tweet, Danny? Are you? I think Danny's a lurker. Dan, but it's he, not even the correct hashtag. It's challenge, <laughs> challenge world champ. The challenge world champ. If he just searches out like these type of tweets on his own, I get. I have so much respect for that. Good for him. So That'd he quote tweeted that with two face palm emojis. Story of my season. <laughs> Did anyone comment underneath it, like tagging him in it, or was it just like a blank tweet? Oh, interesting. Let's see. Great question. See, it went viral. Hard to tell if that's because Danny retweeted right. it. Right. It has no the, responses. The, I was gonna say, is there on the, the next layer would be like timestamps, right? Like what time did he tweet it? What time was the quote retweet? And is there a tag in between? But I guess there's thank, a lot of comments in between that stuff. Okay, thank God you're here because you understand viral tweeting. I may, misspoke. I wouldn't say this went viral because it got 33,000 views, but only 14 likes and two quote tweets. Oh, that, yeah, that's nothing. And the quote tweet did not mention Danny, not hashtag him, tag him, anything. And Danny just wrote story of my season. Nobody responded to anything. Like, he found this dude. So he just found this. That's amazing. What if the I, I can't confirm if he's following him. Like, maybe just like a friend of his or something. Like, I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it. I guess, sorry. So here's the next follow up question. The people that retweeted it or quote retweeted it, is there anyone notable there that Danny saw it from them? No. <laughs> Only two quote tweets, and one of them is Danny. Wow. So he's just, he's just searching. He's just searching for like, Sat like for uh, Tory hate tweets. This is fascinating. Hold on, I, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. We have time. I'm gonna follow Danny, and then I'm gonna see if this guy, if Danny is following this guy. Who's smart? Because otherwise, I have to scroll through all his followers. He only has 455 followers. Like no shade in that game, but he's not like. How is no, it not? Danny, how is it not a not search on? You notice there's not as like a search for followers or following on Twitter. It's very bizarre. Like Instagram. Yeah, I just that, noticed like, it now. I had to go yeah. back and. <laughs> Can we add that Elon? Come on. I don't think he even follows Danny. Wow. Maybe it's his really, burner. Really Could you imagine how many followers, how many tweets and followers does this guy have? No, this guy's tweet. got thirty thousand tweets. Oh, okay. A photo a of him in okay, is so his profile and and almost five hundred followers. Maybe it was, it was the long con for Danny's burner. Hashtag the challenge world champ. Okay. So well, I don't know. That's like a pretty popular hashtag. I think it's world champ or world championship people use. So that's not like the challenge crazy. world champ. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's I would say that's the, the number two hashtag. That's a behind. terrible hashtag. I mean, so Danny is using hashtag the challenge world championship. Yeah. It's a terrible name. It's a terrible hashtag. Yeah. Challenge for notoriously has had very long hashtags based off their season names. So this this checks out. Don't like it. Anyway. Think about how long was I mean, we either do spies, lies, and allies. I guess that was sure in the SLA, but other things were like crazy long. I'm sorry. It should really just be hashtag the challenge because oh, the the, number. there's no competing challenge airing right now. Like there's no need to distinguish. Right now is the keyword. All right. So Danny wrote. The lengths my partner will go to will go through to save her friends and undermine our partnership is crazy. The number of times I've asked myself if she really wants to win the game or if she wants her friends to win is insane. Fair question. It is fair. She probably doesn't care because she'll get money either way. 
from from April 26. I bet a lot of the MVPs are watching this season and wishing they were more vocal instead of just blindly following their partners. Damn, he really lights it up here. Mm-hmm. And then Kiki in the mix. Kiki, Danny's wife, not Kiki from the show. Uh-oh, right. looks like Danny and his partner are having a little heart-to-heart next week. Eyes emoji. And Danny wrote, we've had so many, LOL. I love it. Danny, good for you, man. He just is in the mud. Uh, he said this April 19th. I guess this is where people heard about the 50,000 thing. And Danny says, how it really went. Danny, we have to vote for Casey. She voted for us. Tori, Casey gave me $50,000. I can't do that. Case, Danny, I got 50000 for you right now. Get wallet for me. Tori, let's vote for us. <laughs> five FaceTime emojis, five shrug emojis. I'm pretty sure I, I wrote, I read this one a few weeks ago. I think that was, that, I think that was the one that got like, I was yeah. tagged in. Not another podcast of Bananas and Friends showing how showing how out of the know they were. Facetime emoji, SMH, and my man Jordan. But friends help friends, I guess. Has he done the official one or even the Bananas one yet? I would love to listen to Danny. I think they don't do it until they lose, right? Oh, okay. Oh, but maybe the official. But I think Bananas kind of does it haphazardly. Um, oh my god, I gotta listen to this. Wait, he posted a clip from. Ben's appearance on the official challenge podcast and said people lying on these podcasts again, SMH. He lied for the entire episode face on emoji. I, I gotta listen to this clip, but I guess not the time. Right, he really goes off. Play it live. How long I mean, I can't I can't play it. I've got headphones in. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. He's basically saying that he was willing to work with Danny, uh, but Danny wasn't willing to talk to him. Okay. Interesting. I imagine he's Ben's really fine, right? I feel him. like did it. I I haven't really seen a follow up, but I think he's okay, right? After his uh, medical separation. Uh, I I would bet you'd be able to find out from this episode of the Challenge Official Podcast. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, he's talking about it, so that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, it's hot stuff. At I just scrolled off his Twitter. Let's get the mm-hmm. at. Uh, drop the handle. Only 7,900 tweets from Danny. Um, and I think like 50% are about this season of the challenge. Yeah, camp. I was going to say. Yeah, I would say that most of them are from the last like 18 months. At Danny DMAC44. Not a Rob Sesternino approved uh, handle. Well, what was it again? DMAC44? I, I got out of it. I think that's right. Okay. Danny DMAC. Okay. Well, there you go. Non related yeah. plug. I don't know if we can drop. Can we drop the plan? Because I'm wearing a sweatshirt uh, that's from the team Ariana shop that says yeah. number one guy in the group with an arrow pointing to me. Yeah. Had to no, buy that. Uh, Great merch. Yeah. We could discuss. So we obviously did that one off last season where I think I dropped probably the worst take I think I've ever had in my life now, <laughs> looking back on it, that how Raquel had no place in this world. Um, but we will now be doing some VPR coverage. Brian, don't don't focus on your bad takes. Focus on my good takes where I said Raquel was emerging as the face of the show and was ready to step into her power. Right. And oh, (laughs) she stepped in it all right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We will be we'll be covering the Pup Rules finale. And then there's a three part reunion. We'll be here for that. So a four week special event. Well, we won't Uh, be here. We'll be in this feed. We will be in the Bravo feed. That was born out of the uh, below deck sailing yacht, uh, and also sort of the the traders, but I guess more so below deck sailing yacht. Um, 
in that feed, the Bravo feed. I would imagine it's like Rob's website.com slash Bravo, but I think Bravo feed. I feel like the Bravo feed, feed is the Bravo feed. Giving. So yeah, we'll be doing it. We will be joined by the great Haley Strong, the great TikTok Nicole, and a non-zero tra- chance that the great Emily Moses Cohen will join for an episode or two. I thought you were gonna do it on my wife. Or my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be a smorgasbord of event. It's crazy. It's this season is whew. Get to yeah, it. it's you know, it I will say I'm a big survivor fan, obviously. I guess that goes without saying, but I said it. I came home yesterday and I watched Vanderpump Rules immediately. Like yeah. it was just like do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars of survivor enjoyment, have to watch. But I turned it off halfway through and I had to go to bed. I, I never do that. I never prioritize sleep over television. And I was like, I am so now emotionally and physically exhausted from especially where we're at now watching Ariana like defend mm-hmm. them. I'm like, I can't. I have to consume it in small doses. I have a confession. I've Is been watching like later, like each weekend, I've been watching the uh, Jackson Brittany watch the episode oh. as well. I've actually really enjoyed their commentary. It's weird. Kristen was on um, Watch What Happens Live, the Jackson Britney stuff. I've seen like clips from Stasi. The gang's getting back together. Well, here's the funny thing about that. I saw actually Andy say on some TikTok clip on a podcast of a podcast of his saying that like, are you uh, like that he called the producers and was like, you really didn't know this was going on. Like, look at mm-hmm. everyone saying all this. Like, how did you not get this? And they were like, we took Ariana's lead and Ariana was like, Raquel is one of my best friends. I trust her. Like I know her. So it's not a story. Interesting. My yeah. God. Yeah. I, I, I will go to my grave thinking the producers had to know the whole time. That's, that's how I just, I, I just can't but imagine. They're not like otherwise. surveilled 24 seven, you know, like they're, they lights. show up for like appointment filling, filming. There might, yeah, there might be a lot more than they probably than sometimes they probably realize. I mean, those are not the smartest people. Like I know they're like but smart. Tom's like, been doing this for ten years. You think he doesn't know when his mic is on? I guess so. I mean, he gets. I mean, he's gotten caught with stuff. He talks his way out of it, but he's gotten caught with stuff. But I don't know. It it just it, again. I just I would love to, like the alternate reality where this these this news didn't drop. I would just I want to know what my brain would be thinking watching this season. <laughs> Like when I'd be like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." Of course, this wouldn't happen. Oh, like, I oh, never Raquel. would believe it. Like, I'd oh, Raquel, like, oh, screw Katie. Raquel's just trying to, like, you know, emerge after the James situation. Like, I just, I want to know what my brain would be going through, but that is not a world we will ever live in. I, well, no, I live in that world because when I read the news, I didn't believe it. I was like, absolutely not. So, like, mm-hmm. even with all of this, the fact that she and Tom Schwartz are like continuing this like little flirt man's. And I just never would have believed that Raquel or Tom would do it in this group like this. Like, I really, I know I would not have believed it in the way that I didn't believe it when Kristen had sex with Jax while Tom was there. Like, I'm just like, (laughs) that was crazy. And I recall not believing it. Like, it's anyway, didn't mean to make this into a pump rolls podcast yet. Yeah, we'll save it for two weeks. We'll be talking about it. Save it for two weeks. The finale. I mean, this might be like one of the highest rated like network shows. It, it, I would love to. I want to know the numbers because it's going to be off the charts high. The finale and then the first part of the reunion. So they better do it right. They better do this four part reunion, three part reunion right. Because I mean, the way they piped it up, 
the hype they 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 prep this thing up like it's you know we're gonna Roman Coliseum event, so should be good. They should block it out like a three hour one part Super Bowl event, and they, they they'd be able to sell ads like no one's business. I said I would have genuinely paid hundreds of dollars to be in the audience live for that reason. <laughs> um, so. yeah, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. You could check out. This, uh, yeah. Okay. No, I was gonna say for this, we just got two more weeks, so you know, also not going away here. We got a we got a world champion to crown. So there you go. And Rob. you can't be a world champion if you haven't gotten to elimination. So who knows mm-hmm. if we'll even have a viable right option. So robswebsite.com slash challenge feed, Cohen Brian underscore for Twitter and TikTok. And for you. Yeah. Uh at Lash Tweets on Twitter. That's where you can get the check questions thread there also. Um, I'm just confirming that slash Bravo feed. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, and you could go to uh, listen to New Girl Old Guy this week. We talked about Accepted. So we've wrapped up season four of New Girl. Took a little break to watch a movie. It was a lot of fun. I'm hearing reports that it was a funny podcast, although I can't recall. And uh, then we'll be back to come start season five. A year to go. Amazing. All right. We'll be back next week. Episode 11. Two weeks. Pump rules. Till then. Have a good one.